0: welcome to our podcast we're your host, annie and mariah we're unraveling life one conversation at a time and we'll leave nothing left unsaid guys welcome back welcome back to episode welcome nine back Motherfuckers. Back. <laughs> did i offend you for calling you motherfucker i'm so sorry
1: this is us here we are. I'm not sorry. No. I I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> We're not apologizing. This episode's going to be a little dark again. Guys, so, <laughs> our lives it's are a little dark. It's not even and... about it's not dark. It's just fucking relatable, It's man. not dark. It's a fucking real. It's real. It's the real world truth. It's what we went through and we just wanted to share that with you because
0: we know you care. Maybe it is a little bit dark, but honestly that's besides the point. I feel like this episode's going to be a very roller coaster of an episode yes. it's going to be a lot of good times I mean, and bad times you just heard our introduction so we're already off to a high low start we're just going to keep <laughs> it going through the remainder of this episode so basically yeah. grab a snack grab a drink if you have a seatbelt nearby buckle the fuck up <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> buckle the fuck up um if you feel safer going and sitting in your car so you are buckled up in there <laughs> With by all means drink. go do it. If you're in your car driving right now, you're you're in the safest spot the imaginable. Safest spot, it be. I don't know. This might cause some people to put the foot
1: down and start speeding a little bit. Oh <sighs> my god! We'll just get into it. guys. Where we, do we start? We want to share, just bouncing off of our last episode. We kind of want to share where we were this time last year. And I was suck. I was bad last year. I was in a bad spot. Uh, me too. Really bad. I we are both. I, this is where we got really close. Yes. Because we were close last summer. I would come see you for facials and stuff like that. But then we both had very kind of similar things going on that drew us closer to one another. And um, we were both going through the suck. Mm -hmm. But we both got through it and we wanted to share that with you. I, I won't speak on specifics, I don't think, just because what I was going through this time last year was very I mean, yours was very personal, but mine's, like, very specifically personal. <laughs> Does that make sense? Like,
0: just about you? Well, no. Or were but other like, people involved? There, was,
1: uh, there were other people involved. We just, I had okay. a lot going on in my life, so I guess I, it's not all just my experiences that it was affecting. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It was, like, someone else's experiences that were directly affecting right, me. Right, so you don't
0: want to say something, which I also agree upon. So for for my life... Um, it's still tough for me to kind of talk about it just because I I feel like I do have to be careful with what I say and how I say it because I don't want to rub the people involved the wrong way. Mm -hmm. I also don't want to be disrespectful to those who were involved in stuff that was going on in my life. So I understand what you're saying because we want to be real and honest and portray the message or portray the story accordingly but we also need to keep in mind that it's not just us we're talking about. We have to just keep in mind that we can't just like
1: completely we, yeah. shit talk people. Yeah, I was going to say we can't tell the full picture, but I think we can for just – For me, that's
0: for legal reasons, <laughs>
1: but <laughs> um, but I feel like I can – we can just talk about how it directly affected us and what we were personally going through based on the events that were going on in our exactly. life. I think that's how we can make it more relatable for you guys because yeah. obviously there's things that people go through that are relatable that we could talk about, but for – obvious and legal reasons we cannot talk about
0: specifics nor do we really care to. I don't think that's I don't important. think it's the point. And it's if, not the point. It's, it's not the point. And if if like I'm going to be real for a second, if you're listening to get those specifics, you're in the wrong fucking place, especially right now. Also in the wrong season. Wrong season. Come back next season. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz <'Cause laughs> wrong season. <laughs> wrong season. But stay tuned. But no, literally though, if you're if somebody wants me to sit here and shit talk a person based upon um, situations that he or she and I had gone through together. I do think it's a little bit... What's even the right word? Like, not appropriate? It's not a, It's not appropriate. Like Or applicable. It's not applicable at all. Because... Nor do it, they deserve that, or... Yeah. No matter what somebody does to you, you lashing out on them in a public manner is not a representation of that person it's a full representation of you so i'm not gonna sit here and be negative nelly about person a yeah because that reflects me yeah and i'm not gonna have that sour taste in my mouth or even let people have that ability to make me seem like i'm sour because i'm not right so with that being said I think I t- I think I mentioned it in the last episode that 2019 and 2020 yeah. were the hardest years ever of my life. It's funny because I look back on it and I'm like, girl, it really wasn't that hard. But like no, it, it really was. And I think I think I downgrade myself for it where I say, "Oh, Annie, like your problems weren't that bad. Like people go through much worse." Yeah. But it no, like fuck that. My shit was real. You're- my shit was raw as fuck. Yeah. I was going through so many emotions mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually. I was just in such a bad place. So after I had my son in 2019, a lot of stuff had happened in my personal life with personal relationships. And um, I ended up getting out of a relationship um, very shortly after my son was born. And that kind of carried with me throughout – the The following two years, up until you know now, like I still carry it with me sometimes, depending on the scenario. But um comparing myself now versus comparing myself back then, I'm I'm literally two totally different people. Mm-hmm. Same name, same birthday, <laughs> Just- same social security number, <laughs> but this bitch be different. <laughs> Should be hitting different. This bitch be hitting different. <laughs> and this time last year, I was in such a rocky, rocky spot. I remember feeling like I was so close to being on I don't I don't even want to say on top, but I was just so close to feeling like somewhat happiness. But I almost was keeping it from myself. Yeah. By keeping myself in a very toxic situation. And I just kept going back and I kept going back. And I was like, Annie, this is not benefiting you nor is it benefiting the other person. Right. So we have to make a, an executive decision here. Are we going to continue this lifestyle of toxic behavior mm-hmm. or are we going to put our foot down and say, I don't deserve this anymore. Nobody deserves this anymore. Yeah. Let's move forward and make a change. Make a change. Yeah. And so I did. But as I did that, my life, I felt, slowly started to decline progressively faster And in the middle of October of last year was when I really hit this like wall of this is your time. Like you're absolutely done tolerating any bullshit in your life, no matter who it's from, doesn't matter who it's from, Mm -hmm. what it's from, what's causing it. Like you don't deserve that in your life. And so in the beginning of November of last year, end of October, beginning November 2020 was when I finally felt like I was me like I had actually discovered who I was so even though those two years were complete shit for me and I honestly wish I counted the amount of times I had cried in the last those two years because not to sound not to sound like stupid but it fully exceeded over 300 times at least 100% there's 365 days in a year it 100% exceeded 365 days yeah and I remember feeling that that minimal feeling of happiness towards the end of 2020, but it was enough where I was like, this, this is great. Like I'm not going to go back to the shitty feeling I was feeling before. I need to continue this movement that yeah. I've, I've started for myself and I need to keep doing it because it's only going to get better from here. Yeah. And like we mentioned last week with things being temporary, I had now finally understood that the shit I was dealing with was, was temporary and I was only continuously being involved in it because I kept putting myself in the situation. Right. So I had to remove myself again because I had multiple – I had done that multiple times, but I just kept going back. And I kept going back. And when I finally decided at some point in 2020 that it was enough, I felt like this rebirth of who I was, yeah. which sounds – so crazy. Like, think of a dinosaur hatching. Like, that was yeah. me. And I started dating again. Yeah. I started hanging out with friends again. Mm-hmm. I started making plans. I started going out. I started putting myself first because on top of all the things I was going with personally and emotionally, I had to also be a mother, too. Yeah. So I was not putting myself first ever because yeah. if it wasn't Luca – Then it was somebody else. Yeah. And so I was like, no, enough is enough. I'm gonna set aside time to make sure that I'm taking care of myself and I am first happy because if I'm ever gonna be with somebody again, how the hell am I gonna make them happy if I can't make myself happy? And I feel like that is a lesson a lot of people don't learn or they don't even know how to grasp it. But how can you allow somebody to love you or allow somebody to get to know you when you don't even know what your triggers are Mm -hmm. or what brings you joy or what doesn't bring you joy like how can you teach a friend how to be a friend to you if you're you know if you don't know anything about yourself right so and I felt like I hadn't known anything about myself which is so crazy because it's like you think you know yourself
1: but you don't until you actually sit down and try to reflect and think about it and work through like who am I right what makes me happy what makes me
0: sad what makes me angry exactly like, how can you – If yeah, exactly. And And that was a lesson that I didn't understand before, but I fully understand now. And at this time last year, I was, like, really starting to discover who I was, which is crazy because you think back when you're, like, a freshman, sophomore in high school and you see people in their 20s and you're like, oh, my God. Hmm. They have their whole life together. Yeah. They're a real adult living this real adult life. Yeah. But here I am or here I was at 24, 25 years old, middle of my 20s. And I'm like, I don't know who the fuck I am. I don't know what the fuck I like. I don't yeah. know what I want. And I, that that's very common with people. And I felt so alone. Yeah. I felt like nobody else was going through this and nobody else understood and my life was over and it was too late to do anything. And now here I am, you know, I'm 26 now and I'm dating someone. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but I found myself before I started dating someone. Right. And I feel like that's so important. I remember you saying,
1: you know, is it too soon? I said, girlfriend, it's been two years. I don't know what you are defining as too soon, but like just too soon for anything. It's just anything. Like when you – if, once you expose yourself to a little bit of happiness and you. It's addicting. It's addicting. And Real now when happiness. you wake up, I think that's where the rebirth comes from. Because you're like, no, I know what I can do to make myself happy. I know what makes me happy. Right. I've exposed myself to that a little bit and now I'm going to chase that. I'm not going back. I'm not going to do what I was doing before. Mm-hmm. Um, is it too soon to put yourself first? Never. 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 Literally never. You could be forty-five years old listening to this, and it's actually not too late to put yourself. That's first. literally my mom. Cause she, you know, she went through a divorce and everything like that. But my mom is living her best damn life right now. Rose, and we love you. <laughs> she's really killing it. But it's like, she's like, No, I can make myself happy. I
0: need and to that, do the things that. And that is make how that is happy. how I feel right now yeah. with somebody. I can make myself happy. Yeah. And he can also make himself happy. Right. We both are very well aware of that. Yeah. And that's where I think we work so well together because mm-hmm. our happiness comes together and it just makes the, the connection stronger. Yeah, Whereas better. not everybody has that or understands that. Right. You know, you think, some people think so and so should make me happy. No. No, no, no one. No, it, sis. You should never
1: leave your happiness up to somebody else. You, you are putting have to somebody be happy else in control own. of how you feel. Yeah. You, Fuck no. that shit. You need to be happy on your own <laughs> fuck that <ship. laughs> and bring that happiness with yes. you to your other
0: person yes so yeah wow i'm like talking a lot about myself but i feel so different now versus where i was last year and this time last year i really didn't think i was going to ever be happy again mm-hmm. i feel like i've done all that i could time will tell if somebody's meant for me that's fine but if i'm meant to just like be on my own for a while then mm-hmm. that's cool yeah and I will say that me being on my own for the time that I was was so beneficial. I think everybody needs to be alone. Everyone needs to be alone. Yep. Because there's a difference between being alone and being lonely. Yeah. And, I mean, I for sure was lonely. Mm-hmm. And I for sure was sad and and devastated and heartbroken and all this other stuff. But I found comfort in being alone. And right now, I like, I love to be alone. Yeah. And years before I wasn't that, that content with it. Yeah. So things change and, and things are temporary. Those feelings are temporary, but what's really important is that if you're going through something and you want to change, you have to be very conscious of Con- changing. Yeah. You Not can't to say, just, I
1: want to change. I want to be happy. You, you can, need to
0: yeah. find out what it is and do it. Exactly. You need to do it. You need to Take do it. Step. And I made a very conscious decision decision that i was not going to continue this lifestyle anymore and i needed to do what was best for myself and of course my child but i can't make my child happy if i'm not happy so i i really did which is a very difficult thing for i think a lot of mothers parents in general to understand is that you cannot make your children happy with their life or happy and content if you can't do it for you Cause how is that going to translate over? Yeah, you know, it's almost like the
1: golden rule that we have as like nurses—that you can't take care of other people if you don't take care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. Like it, it may seem selfish, but you have to put yourself first in order to be there for other people, especially the ones that depend on you.
0: It's like when you're on an airplane and they tell you to put your mask on first before you put right, somebody else's right. on. Right, you have to be selfish for a minute, two seconds, a minute. Just fricking
1: put your own goddamn mask on and then you can help other people. Exactly. Because what, what good are you to somebody else if you're not taking care of yourself? Exactly. Exactly. I just know that, you know, thinking about where I was this time last year, I didn't really tell anybody because I felt like my, what I was going through, like you had said, you know, people were going through worse things. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to burden people with what I was going through.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. And what I was going through, just, I felt so alone, but I also like alienated myself. I cut out all my friends. I stopped talking to them. I stopped answering them. I was on this quick downhill spiral. And at the time I didn't notice it until I hit rock bottom. Mm -hmm. And, I don't. I don't even know when I had the wake up call, but I definitely think it came from being alone. And you know, I'm not gonna touch too deep on that, but there was a time period that I was alone. I was mm-hmm. alone um, in my home, and for whatever the reasons have, whatever the reasons were, but I had to figure out who I was and what made me happy. And it wasn't until actually recently, I think, like this summer like the spring summer mm-hmm. is when I had my rebirth, my awakening, because now all of the relationships that I have in my life are so healthy. They're so happy. I have, I don't, I can't tell you the last time that I cried. Me either. Like, and that's saying something like i I had, even though the summer was really gloomy, I had one of the best summers. Honestly, I did too. It was, it was amazing. And it's not the fact that, you know i was alone during the summer but it was just the fact that like i was doing things that made me happy um also to the people in my life were doing things to make themselves happy to make
0: themselves better which translates over to you right
1: so if they're happy i'm happy yeah and i i think there was just. I, I try to tell myself I had to go through the low to get to the high, mm-hmm. but I also fear that I could end up back in the low. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk about this a lot with my therapist and I'm like, you know, I don't want to do this because I'm afraid that I'm going to end up back in that place because the place that I was was so dark. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there, there was one weekend I just stayed in bed for four days straight. I wasn't, I didn't shower. I didn't got, The only time I got out of bed was to get a new bottle of wine. Quite literally, I wasn't eating. I wasn't sleeping either. I was like wide awake in bed, but like I was sleeping at the same time. Yeah. Like not sleeping, but sleeping. Complete darkness. Numb. Alone. Lost. But again, no one really knew. Mm Mm-hmm. Because I didn't want to burn on anybody with that. But once I started opening up and I I had called you actually. I remember we talked for like an hour or two. Mm Mm-hmm which was so left field because Annie was not my go-to person to call. Like it we was had very just, left
0: field. We had just gotten I like – I think it's still because I'm trying to look back on how – Oh, my gosh. It was relatable.
1: So Annie wasn't the my, like, first person to call, but around this time we had connected over something by accident. Yeah, on
0: accident. So Mariah had actually come into the salon to have a facial done by me. And in the middle of the facial treatment, I received a message on my phone regarding something extremely personal that I basically kind of told her, like, I am going to finish your facial right now, but I'm going to do it rather quickly because I need to get out of here because I'm not in a good mental space. Yeah. And obviously, she was my friend, so she understood. As a client, though, as a esthetician to the client, I felt horrible, but I knew that she understood. But mm-hmm. it was in that moment two years ago. I don't even yeah. know when it was. Yeah. Maybe it was a year ago. No, it was two no, years ago. Yeah, it was two years ago. Is when we kind of connected where maybe my situation gave Mariah some insight. Yeah. Where you felt like, oh shit, Annie's kind of going through some, some fucked up shit right now too. Yeah, because what you had gone through, like almost a year later, I was going through
1: something very similar. And I feel like, this is so cliche to say, but I was in the right place at the right time, and although it was at your misfortune,
0: mm-hmm.
1: it, I don't think we would be here today if it wasn't for that day. No, I agree. Like Because I wouldn't have texted you and told you that. No, because then we started following up with each other, like, constantly and consistently, and yeah. then, you know, our, our friendship just bloomed from there, but. Yeah. It's you know, sometimes you just happens. need someone from,
0: I know, that's so weird. Like, it was some fucked up, guys, it was some fucked up shit I was dealing with. And literally, Mariah – it could have been any other client of mine. But it was me. But it was you. And then what I went through a year later,
1: I was like, you've got to be kidding me. And I was like, but I course, know who I'm calling, I, Annie. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like, you knew that I went through the exact scenario. Yeah. So you called me and you're just like – I was like, how did you get through this? And we literally talked on the phone for like two hours that yeah. night. We were like FaceTiming that night. Yeah.
1: And then the rest is unwritten. No. <laughs> <laughs> the rest <laughs> is still unwritten. <laughs> I'm leaving oh left
0: Natasha <laughs> Benningfield, you here? You in <laughs> but, the chat? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Just right, wrong situation to happen, but right place, right time. Yeah. yeah,
0: wrong situation, but right situation. Yeah, because it's 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 crazy to think about like all the lows you've been through in life, mm-hmm. because you think back to where you were at that exact moment when you found out the information or you were trying to deal with the information or cope with whatever. And I truly thought I was never going to be healed. No. And I'm still not healed, but it's being healed and healing, like it's it's a never-ending thing. You're always yeah. healing and changing and evolving and getting better. Yeah. So I don't think healed is a complete sentence. No. It continues. Mm-hmm.
1: And – Because there's things from – during that time that I was going through that can easily trigger me and I have to like root myself and be like, hold on, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm not like fully healed from that. The healing's an ongoing
0: process. Right. Like I'm still very triggered by things. Yeah. And that's why I have a therapist. That's why we have therapists. I had a therapist before I knew that I was even triggered by things. Mm. So thankfully she's been around with me for, uh, I feel like three years at this point. Yeah. And if you're in a low place right now, I know we've talked about this a bunch of times but it's so it's really so important and if you're anybody in my life in real life you know that I everybody needs a therapist. Everybody needs that person that has an unbiased opinion that can help you through those things. Yeah. And I understand that health insurance and all of that is finicky and it's tough for some people but I do want to really highly encourage you guys to to seek out therapy. If you feel it's needed. Not not to seek it out when you're, like, in a situation where you just really can't get through it because you're going to, like, cry your eyes mm-hmm. out all night or whatever. Yeah. If you even slightly think that you need a therapist, then you need a therapist. Yeah.
1: And even if it's not an actual therapist, just somebody to talk to. Find a yeah. friend because Annie was that friend for me. Because, you know, as a good friend, you will fight for your friends. You know, something mm-hmm. happens and you're like, nope, F that. Like, I... We'll stand by you to and through everything. Fuck that other person. Fuck the situation. You know what I mean? But that's sometimes not what you need in Mm -hmm. a situation like that. When I called Annie, when I was going through stuff, I was able to get an unbiased opinion. She was just there to listen, there to tell me how she got through situations. And that's what I needed at that time. And I think that's too why I didn't talk to anybody. Because everyone – I just knew I was going to get more opinions you don't need, and judgment You don't need than, people saying, I told you so. Right. Or you
0: shouldn't have done this. Or
1: you should do this now.
0: You literally like, because need of somebody, this. You need somebody to be there and say, my sister-in-law – Katie, if you're listening to this, I love you. <laughs> but my sister-in-law is one of the most truly beautiful people in this whole entire world. And – she every time i come to her with a problem or even when i was going through all that stuff over those two years and even stuff now she is the first person that i go to because i know that she's going to give me unbiased advice it does help that she like is basically a therapist yeah like that's basically Mm -hmm. what she's in school for but um aside from that she always tells me your feelings are valid Right. What you're going through is okay and I am here for you. Right. And Does, that's what you need. It's yeah. It's like not every situation. Sometimes you need somebody to be like, you're like dumb. Like call you out on your bullshit. You're dumb. Yeah. Stop being stupid. Right. But in in most situations, like what happened between you and I, mm-hmm. you need somebody to be there and just reevaluate that like yeah. your existence on this earth is precious and right. it's needed. Yeah. And your feelings are valid. Yeah. And everything, again, everything you're feeling is valid.
1: Yeah. And that's exactly what I needed. And that's what I told my close friends too, which, you know, unfortunately some of us aren't friends anymore, but I I had to tell them like, I don't need your opinion right now. I don't need your judgment. I don't need you to tell me what to do. Mm -hmm. I need you to listen to me cry, invent and say, okay, we're going to get through this because I don't think if I, if I didn't reach out to you, I truly think I would have ended up inpatient for psychiatric help and treatment. Really? I was that close. I I felt like I had no one to talk to. Not even, like, I was talking to my therapist, but she was just trying to tell me ways to cope. I didn't want, I just wanted somebody to listen. I wanted somebody to just. We don't always need somebody to just
0: talk back to us.
1: And then knowing, too, that you went through something and you made it out on Mm -hmm. the other end, it's like I just needed that. And I said, you know what? I'm going out on a limb right now. I'm going to lay it all out for this friend of mine who is just pretty much an acquaintance. That's what we yeah. were. We weren't really close at all. And thank God for it because I, I was not well. Mm-hmm. I was not well. And, you know, in those times you don't want to think about anything else other than what you're going through. And then you're like, you know what, if, if I just disappear, everyone's problems will be solved. Mm-hmm. You know, things will get better. But that's not the answer.
0: It's not the answer. It's never the answer. It's
1: just a permanent decision over a temporary feeling. mm -hmm. It's never the answer. A permanent fix
0: to a temporary feeling. Yeah. Never the answer. And it's not the answer.
1: Yeah. So for me, that's how I got out of my suck. I had to reach out to somebody way left field. For you, it could be anything. You know, reaching out to somebody to talk to, a therapist, um, cutting somebody out of your life, making a change. Whatever it is you need to do to get out of the suck, do it. Mm-hmm. And I know in the, during the time when it's happening, you're like, I can't do anything. There's no way.
0: I do actually want to um, interrupt for a second and and just put out to you guys that in order to embrace the suck, sometimes you really have to sit with whatever emotion you're feeling. Mm-hmm. Like truly
1: feel what you're going through. So
0: Mariah said she called me and she was crying. Like she was, she called me and she was crying. Like I I was there. (laughs) She called me, she was crying. Yeah. But she needed, I knew in that moment that she needed to cry. Like she needed Mm -hmm. to cry. She needed to feel those things. She needed to get those emotions out because there was absolutely no possible way she was going to get better if she didn't let that out. Yeah. And something that I used to be very good at was holding my emotions in where I, I almost felt like my emotions just weren't weren't accepted Mm
1: -hmm.
0: that I didn't, I think it was because I just didn't feel like I had anyone to listen. Yeah. People were always there to tell me you shouldn't do this. You should do that. And I'm like, I I don't need that. I don't need it. That's not what you need. You need to feel those things. And it's, it's, it really truly is so important. I wish I would have known that at the beginning of all the stuff I was going through, because although I wouldn't change anything, which is crazy to say. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't change anything that happened throughout my journey, but I I do wish that I would have just felt those feelings sooner. Reacted a little differently. Stop hiding them. Stop, like, pushing them off to the back burner. Stop pretending that they're not there. Like, so now if I'm ever really upset or really anxious or whatever, I'm just going to let myself be really anxious and then I'm going to let it pass. And so, if I'm really sad, I'm going to cry. And, yeah. I'm gonna yeah. and I'm just going to be upset. And I'm just going to let those feelings pass. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, those keep building and building building internally. Yeah. And then you get to a point where you might feel like you need to be in psychiatric treatment yeah. when you don't. Yeah. You know? And it's tough. It's tough because I know that not everybody has that support system or at least a support person. Yeah. Um, but like Mariah said, if you can, if you have just one person in your life that can help you have a non-biased opinion on things, then it really is beneficial to to you in the long run. I I think too, like once you
1: expose yourself to energy like that, I, I'm just now looking on my life and the people in my life and the energy that I have in my life, and I'm realizing I, you know found someone that, you know, kind of pulled me out of that rut. But now I've surrounded myself with people that are like that now. It's like, okay, now I know Mm -hmm. what type of people I need in my life or things I need in my life or what I need to do in my life to keep me happy. And I think that's why I'm so happy now. And I don't have the days where I'm crying all the time. I mean, yeah, I still have anxiety and stuff like that. But you know, my depressive days are less and less, and I think once you make the change and you get a little taste of it,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you start – you attract what – what's the saying? You attract what you – I was going to say what you eat, but that's not – like you are what you eat, but you attract what you give out into the world pretty much.
0: Yeah, and also – You know what I mean? Also, too, you are who you hang out with. That Yeah, yeah. So if you're hanging out with people that are happy and they're optimistic mm-hmm. and they – plan things and they yeah. keep your feelings in consideration but they're also letting you have space when you need it yeah. like that's gonna translate into you and then you're gonna better. put that out into your friends right and like romantic relationships the people that we are with are mirrors of ourselves
1: yeah because don't they say you're like the average of the five people you associate with so if you're associating I've never heard of
0: that but it sounds accurate if you're associating
1: just for reference with a bunch of people that are no good I don't want to say no good, but are always in trouble. Like, let's just take it from like a high school standpoint. If you're like with the,
0: the, the kids that are crowd. always the round crowd, Suspended. always getting in trouble. Like you're a part of that crowd. You're going to be getting in trouble too. You associate with that type of crowd. That's who you're associated with. Right. That's who you're known as.
1: But you associate yourself with people that let you be yourself, let you be vulnerable, let you feel all your feelings, but are also there for you. N- not judging any decision that you make going forward. And they're just there for you. Like, if you're needing help, they're there for you. Yeah, Like you will become that yourself mm-hmm. and be that person for them. And then I, I just, I really, I didn't notice that until just now reflecting on every everyone in my life. But my friends and I, we can call each other and cry. Mm-hmm. We can call each other and yell at each other, but then it'd be over. I can change plans. Like I was supposed to do some different thing today. And the plans changed and we're like, that's okay. No, this works. That's fine. My other friend was like, no, I want to stay home anyway. So this works Where out for before,
0: me. like, it would have been so different. So
1: different. And then it would cause me more stress and then I would feel like shit. And I'm like, why – I, I, I'm not allowed to make
0: changes. You yeah. know what I mean?
1: But now I'm just so content and comfortable with my life. And I think you are too.
0: That I definitely just, am.
1: You just know what makes you happy.
0: I definitely am content with my life. And it's it's, again, going back to where I was this time last year, I didn't – think I would be in this spot for a really long time. Even even when I felt that lick of happiness, you know, earlier of last year, I kind of, like, kept myself being like, oh, you don't deserve happiness. You don't deserve happiness. Like, why would anybody want to be with you? You're a mom. Like, you yeah. have all this baggage. Yeah. You have all this stuff. Why would – not even just, like, romantically, like, friend-wise. Like, yeah. you, you're a mom. Now your friends don't want to hang out with you. It's just, like, getting all – Basically me putting all these negative thoughts in my own head Mm -hmm. and then rotating them through on a on a hourly basis every day. And then finally feeling that split second of happiness with I don't even know what I was doing that day or night or who I was with or whatnot. But I was like, wow, this is really great. Like maybe I could continue this feeling and then I did and then I did it more and then I did it more and then I like you I feel like I now surround myself with only people that reciprocate that same love and energy to me friends partners family members family members co-workers co-workers anybody that I associate myself with like I only associate them to that really personal level if they've reached that with me and I mean it's a select few people
1: yeah
0: but I truly feel now that I am happy.
1: Yeah, which
0: is I agree. Yeah,
1: and two, just you know, it doesn't have to always be people. Like if you find some sort of activity or experience oh, that yeah. lights a fire under your ass, like seek it. Yeah, do more of it. You know what I mean? Like I, I just I can't advocate enough for people putting themselves first and um, recognizing to It's hard to acknowledge the fact that you're in a low. I know Mm -hmm. for me, I was denying that for so long. Um, But once you recognize that, okay, this is my low, Mm -hmm. people go through lows. I got to get up. I got to find something worth fighting for, worth living for. And,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, eventually you see, you do see the bright side of things. You do have brighter days. I literally thought my days were going to be dark forever. Mm
0: -hmm. And I just
1: was like, this is my fate. This is what God wants me to have. And I'm gonna them to it, and that was not okay.
0: I will speak of this very briefly, um, but I. It just feels relevant, and if I can help somebody out, or if I can be relatable to somebody, then I'm gonna talk about it. Um, but I actually deal with PTSD, and not not like fake PTSD, like real no, PTSD, yeah. mm-hmm. and. PTSD can anybody can have it, and any traumatic situation can give it to someone. I was gonna
1: say PTSD is not just limited to just for the general speaking of when people think PTSD, they think military. Yeah,
0: they think active duty military. It's not. It's not. It's not at all. It's
1: whatever traumatic experience that you went through. Yeah, that's PTSD.
0: Yeah. So I I do deal with PTSD. I to this day have you know triggers. Um, they're not as often as they used to be, but they are—they are occasional. But because of the journey that I've been on of healing and therapy, and and continuing on that healthy lifestyle as far as my mental well-being goes, I have been able to not have those triggers as often and not have those you know episodes as often. And I just really want to mention this because. If you're going through something where you feel like you're never going to get through it, just keep pushing a little bit harder. Yeah. Because like myself, with PTSD, you don't have to live with it forever. And there are other things too that, you know, are silent – I don't want to say silent killers, but – Well,
1: yeah, continue. Sorry.
0: There are other things like PTSD that people can't see – you know, there's not a sign on my forehead that says, I have PTSD. PTSD. Yeah, right. You know, like you wouldn't know that unless I told you. And now right. a lot of you guys know. So I deal with that and I get through it in the best way that I can. But it comes with consistency and time and treatment. And you have to do what is best for you. And that really means surrounding yourself with the right type of people. Because all the people close to me know that I have it. And um, they also – Most of them know how to handle it too. Very rarely do I get triggered anymore, but on the occasions that I do, I'm also open with conversation about it.
1: I was going to say recently, fairly recently, we both like sent a Snapchat back to each other and I said, "Um, my PTSD is so high alert right now. Like my stomach hurts so bad. I could throw up. I don't feel good. I'm very anxious, blah, blah, blah. Like I was just having very bad thoughts and you had sent me one back saying, dude, I'm having a PTSD too.
0: Yeah. Like currently
1: right now, I feel the exact same way. My stomach hurts so bad. Mm-hmm. And not that it was comforting to hear that you were going through that too, but it's just like, okay, shit. Like it's okay. It's okay yeah. to be experiencing this and we're going to get through it. But, yeah, exactly. You know.
0: Exactly. And we're really just mental health oriented today, but it's not embarrassing to have a mental health issue no. It's common. It's more common than you think. The more you talk about it, the more you'll
1: find out that people have it, are going through the same things as you. The amount of people
0: that I have related to since being more open about my mental health is ridiculous. Insane. I just
1: know for me, like sharing stuff on Instagram, like other stories or like, mm-hmm. you know, reposting things to my stories. I have people that
0: reach out to me and they're like, I really needed this today. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to let you know yeah. that I'm going through something really bad. It's, it's and... honestly like, I don't want to say it's the best feeling because it sucks that like people have to deal with it, including ourselves, but it's a good feeling when you post something or you share a quote or you share a personal experience and somebody is like, thank you. Yes. Fucking God. Yeah. I'm not alone. If I'm that not That was crazy. my sign I needed today. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's just, yeah, I'm sorry that you're going through that, but I'm glad I'm not alone. You're not alone. This mm-hmm. is very relatable. And exactly. I I just I feel like we just have to talk about mental health more, and I know in season two we're really, really gonna dive into that um, because now it's more. It was very much not acknowledged when I was growing up. Me either. And my dad has actually said this to me yesterday because my dad will call now and say, "How's your mental today?" I like love that's that. what my dad does now because you know he's military and like military is not to acknowledge anything, Mm-mm. but just the, what I've gone through in the past couple of years, he now acknowledges it and because before I would have panic attacks when I was 10 11 years old my parents quite literally took me to the hospital thinking that there was something wrong with my heart mm. and no one was acknowledging the fact that kids can have anxiety a 100% panic attacks depression 100% so now that it's more not normalized but there's more exposure on it and yeah. people are talking about it more it's just so it's inherent. not as, it's not taboo yeah the more we talk about it the more we normalize it the easier it can get for people and for everybody to not feel so ashamed to talk about the things that they're going through because listen we all go through lows Mm it's just a matter of
0: how we react to it and how we get out of it how we get through it yes so getting through the suck riding out the highs being worried about going back through those lows i think we all just need to keep a cautious mind that once again everything is temporary But if you are having a bad day and if you are feeling like you just maybe can't get through it, reach out to a friend, have somebody there to talk to. It could be a family member. It could be a therapist. It could be maybe just another adult, um, a sibling. But knowing that you're not alone and that maybe actually take a second too and think back on where you were last year. Yeah. Think back where you were the year before that.
1: I try to do that often just to remind myself, you're in a good place.
0: Think about you where you do hard things. Think about where you could be six months from now. Yeah. And if that's too much, if that's maybe uh, giving you too much anxiety to think six months ahead, maybe think what can I do in the next month? Yeah. Or what can I do by the end of this week? Work in small batches to help your mental because if that's what you need, you know yourself better than anyone. Do what's best for you. Yeah. Do what's best for your soul and your your, your mental health. Exactly. We hope this
1: episode was very helpful for you. Uh, Not apologizing for it being so long. I think this is a very important topic and needs to be talked about. And um, life gets deep sometimes. So
0: life, I feel like life is always deep. It's just we pretend like it's not.
1: Yeah. And you're never a burden.
0: You're never a burden. Share your thoughts.
1: Do the things.
0: Um, I can't believe we're towards the end of the season already. I know we have one more episode this season, you guys. And how? it's just crazy how did we get
1: here it's crazy but uh we'll see you on our season finale yeah see you guys in episode 10
0: hey guys thanks for tuning into this week's episode if you could do us a solid subscribe and leave a review yeah because that's how we're gonna get noticed that's how we're gonna get better at this so we appreciate the support and we'll catch you on the next one